What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Uh. Check it out now. Down now. Uh, Thursday morning, February 8th, 2023. It is the now. Beating the Book Podcast, Super Bowl 57 Props Edition. It is our final podcast of the football season. We'll be back soon. Skill Alexander, by the way. Back soon with a uh with a Indian Wells podcast for uh, Tennis's fifth major, also a uh, March Madness pod. Jeff, you'll join us for that. By the way, uh, the normal staples of the show are here with us. Jeff Parlay to my left at the South Point studio, VEASAN host. How are you doing, Jeffrey? I'm good. It's, uh, it only feels like uh, it's been about 14 weeks leading up to this game. <laughs> it's really, it's really the, pro- the appropriate amount of time between the championship games and the Super Bowl ought to really be one week and a half. One week is too short for promotion. Two weeks is too long, but you cannot play a Super Bowl on Wednesday night, I'm told. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> You play it on Thursday night since we play football every oh, night. Oh, that's true. You could do that. Why not? But you're right. Ten days is perfect. Fourteen's too long. Seven's not enough. Todd Wishnev is the other staple of the show. He joins us in studio as well. Todd, nice college basketball day you had yesterday. Well done. Not really. I could have been. I could have done much better. How? I went like eight and one on your picks. I understand, but I I could have like had UNCG over second half. I didn't do. Oh yeah. And then I also didn't do Butler when I liked him plus three and a half late in the game. There was a number of like missed opportunities. Todd Wish of college basketball in game savant, and joining us on the Super Bowl Megapod, which is come is somewhat of a tradition because this is where he made his hay, where he faced uh, first gained some fame in the sports betting world. It's Rufus Peabody, everybody. How you doing, Rufus? Back I'm doing on the well, show. Gil. We just did a numbers game, so we're, Rufus and I are acting, Deja vu. We're acting like we're just meeting <laughs> for the first time. So we're just going to run it back here uh, and ask you some of the same questions. First of all, uh, ask you some of the same questions. Before we get into this, Tim Lawson. Do you all know Tim Lawson? Tim Lawson, who hosts the Better Life podcast, who is just the greatest dude in the world. And by the way, the Better Life really had a great niche of podcasting through the years, which Tim found. Couldn't be prouder of him. But he is also the de facto Megapod historian. He's also the historian for the whole Beating the Book podcast, but he's a Megapod historian. And just some notes, and this is just my sort of love letter to the uh, Megapod audience as we do our last show of the year. 
The Megapod specifically began in the year 2011, was first called the Betting Dork, with rotating co-hosts Marco D'Angelo and Vegas Runner. Um, Joe Gavazzi was the first quote-unquote guest, but was part of the stable of rotating co-hosts. Joe Fortinball was the first non-co-host to appear on the Megapod week four of 2011. That's how long I've been doing a podcast. Good God. Marco and VR co-hosted from 2012 to 2018. Todd Wishnev and Mike Palm, 2019 to 2021. Todd and Jeff, 2022. That's when you guys started. Betting Dork Megapod, 2011 to 2013. uh, Beating the Book Megapod, 2014 to the present. Any guesses as to who has made the most guest appearances on this show through the years? On the Megapod specifically. No idea. I remember my first appearance, though. It was Masters 2013. Oh, wow. Yes, but that's beyond the Megapod. So that we have to parse that out. We have to do the Megapod. This is just Th- the That me- was betting dork. Yes. The, well, this was, the Megapod is just the Thursday football show, and then everything else is everything uh, else. So we got to do that. But 2013 was your first. Wow. Most guest appearances on the Megapod ever. Joe Fortinball, ladies and gentlemen, 18 total appearances. Debut in 2011. Number two, Brady Cannon. I would not have had Brady Cannon at number two. 17 appearances, 2013 was his first. Ed Fang, 14 appearances, 2013. Johnny Detroit, 12 guest appearances through the years. Uh, 2011 debut. Rufus Peabody, 11 appearances on the Megapod alone. Just on the Megapod, not even the golf one. I would have taken the under. 2013 debut. I remember I was talking about the Chicago Bears quarterback situation while sitting on, I was in Miami Beach for Art Basel. (laughs) For Art Basel. Yeah. The most famous Rufus Peabody appearance happened off air, though, as I recall. Yes. 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 Aaron Schatz, 11 appearances, 2011 debut. Mark Meltzer, 12, but all lifestyle episodes. Wow, these are amazing to me. This might be only interesting to me, but this is my love letter to the audience, so you guys just sit tight for a second. Fortinbaugh missed 2015, 2016, 2020, and 2021, and is still the highest has the most guest appearances. Cannon, longest current running annual appearance appearance since 2013. Shots would have been the longest since 2011, but he missed 2021. Melts are technically the longest running, but it's all lifestyle, all 12. Nine episodes had no rotating guest. Why did we have no, no rotating guest nine times through the years? That's interesting. But that's like more years than missed episodes with rotating guests. First Thanksgiving week we did on the Megapod 2019. First episode in the last week of the regular season, we did in 2015. And here are some randoms. I'm almost at the end here, guys. One-time guest since 2011. Ready for these randos? Shouldn't call them randos. They're all great. Nick Bakai, 2011. Do you remember him? No. He was the first guy on ESPN that did gambling. Advantage push. No idea who He's that a is. comedy writer. I remember Nick Bakai. He did... Uh, did the, didn't he do World Paul, Series Poker, too? Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Yeah. Mall Cop, whatever. I that, but... Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Uh, Kelly in Vegas, 2012. Brian Grayson, 2012. Evan Abrams, 2013. Anita Marks, 2014. Chicago Ballers, they won the Super Contest, 2015. Reese Waters, 2016. Jeff Ma, you know him, Rufus. I do know him. 2016. Damon Graham, who won the Super Contest, 2017. Big Al McMorty, 2018. Wow. Tim Lawson himself in 2018 and Brad Porras in 2020. And then the final questions first debuted in week two of 2011. Biggest favorite to win outright. Which team most desperate to win? Which games should you steer clear of at all costs? All debuted 2012 teasers and Survivor became weekly staple in 2020. Thank you, Tim Lawson. Megapod historian. Now that we're through that. Rufus, let me start with you. I just asked you this on a numbers game. I'm going to ask you to run it back. 
you were first highlighted in a Washington Post piece. You were on a numbers game. You told me the, how that came to be about you betting Super Bowl props. It used to be that the uh, Westgate opened at a defined time every week. That was the first game in town. You would line up, and that was the mecca. No longer the case. How has it shifted through the years? How do you bet this differently now? I believe the Westgate also used to be on Tuesday. Oh, in, 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 oh, I thought it was like, Thursday. Okay. I think it was Tuesday. Maybe, like, nobody's corrected me, but I remember in, like, 2009, 2010, it was wow Tuesday. But maybe some historian can tell me if I'm wrong, or Jay Cornegay. So what's changed is the fact that with legalization now, DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, et cetera, are opening on Monday. They're coming out with player props on Monday. And so we're not getting true openers at Westgate anymore. The market, and, and that's been the case actually for a number of years too. I mean, even before legalization in other states, I remember you had one year uh, the M opening um, – and the M, CG. Was, the M was Canter Gaming. Yeah, yeah. Canter mm-hmm. Gaming opening before Westgate did. And so I think Westgate was the first with the extensive prop menu, though. Uh, but now it's, it's, there's still the pageantry of it. The, it's, it's an annual tradition. Mm-hmm. It's um, an annual sports It's like it's a meet and greet among other betters in a way, um, or at least a few of them. We, like, we, we spoke about this. There, there was a period of time here where you knew when the Westgate, the Westgate always announced, we are opening at this time on whatever day. But I remember there was a a lot of years, and this is still the case really in Vegas specifically, you don't know when, well, now you do, because William Hill puts them out the next Monday after the conference championships, like all the formulaic ones. So you're right, it's kind of immediate now in other spots. But like, there was a bunch of years there in the middle where I remember you know, oh, the Westgate's opening at this hour. We don't know when the South yeah. Point is opening. We don't know when William Hill, and you literally would have to drive around the strip pre-apps. Gil, we had eight people doing this. Yeah. So we had we had four runners and four like main partners back in the day, and we were all. I guess one person was piloting, and everybody else had someplace they were going. I remember my business partner Train um, walked like twelve miles one day, just looping between when. Palazzo and Treasure Island, doing that loop to hit all those books because you know he, the the goal was never to have more be away from a book for more than thirty minutes, and so what we a were, time! So, yeah, yeah, I remember one year where someone was literally camped out at the wind for three straight days, did nothing, and <laughs> wow. it was that had to be the most boring thing ever, sitting at the wind sports book because we wanted to be first to those props, but that's how it was, and now there's apps obviously, and so, but then it was refreshing apps. Refreshing apps, right? When Which is in a way, it might be worse, <laughs> more brain dead. You know, yes. At least the first one, you get some walking in occasionally. Yeah. This requires no exercise. Yeah. So, the, and the biggest difference then is you used to the the majority of your money was bet that f- as soon as they opened. Yeah. Now that's not the case. There isn't the same return to hustle anymore. Define that. You gained such an edge by hustling. If and you now, if you weren't first, it was gone. Yeah. I talked with Frank B about this on um, a live stream we did yesterday for Unabated and, you know, how we would just be, see each other racing to, to be first at all these different books. Yeah. Because if you weren't first, and this applied to any kind of thing, like I remember like the NFL drafts as well. If you weren't first, it was gone. Like the value was gone. Well, what you want is that gravy. You know, the win would hang, uh, roughing the pass, will there be a roughing the passer 
prop every year, and they open at minus 115, minus 115. You know, I bet the no at minus 115. I bet the no at minus 130, minus 145, minus 160, minus 190. And, and this is before all the protecting quarterback legislation. Uh, roughing the passer calls did not happen as often then as they do now. And so every year, though, Johnny Avella would open it again at minus 115. And you know why? You probably looked and saw that's what I, that's what the prop sheet looked like last year. <laughs> it's right. You book it once a year. I mean, you're not putting a lot of effort into that. But now in these... Now these props are getting booked like every week. Maybe not this specific one, but these types of props are being booked every week by a lot of these U.S. operators, and so they get that feedback from people betting it. And if you know if they were booking the roughing the passer prop every week at the win um, back in 2013, you wouldn't see that value. So because the, the edge you had on openers, because it's a regular thing for them to yes. book now, is gone. It's not a. It's not confined to just Super Bowl week. Correct. So. So you bet much less now. You, you do make some bets at the top, but you are waiting closer to game time to make most of your prop bets now. Yeah. I mean, we've realized over the last few years that there just is so much value on game day that we're trying to get to. It becomes a logistics issue, though. Sometimes, I mean, for Good. example, to get... Think about the lines at sportsbooks. Oh, it's brutal. And there's a lot of books where you can get down more in person in Vegas than you can on the apps. And then you also have apps that are going to be absolutely like inundated with, with traffic and apps crashing and and going slow and stuff like that. I mean, that, that was, that was an issue last year as well. So it, it's going to be like wake up and fire on Sundays where, where we do this podcast from the South point is one of those examples. They take much more money at the, at the desk than they do on the app. That's by Michael Gaughan's edict. He just wants it that way. So you have to know how every book operates in that regard. And the reason, and just like cutting to the simplicity of this, the exploitation of it closer to game time has everything to do with the fact that the public betters brain is wired to bet overs and so you are generally betting unders on things closer to game time. Correct. If I actually the positions I have so far are largely on overs. Right. Because those are bets that will not be there on Super Bowl Sunday, I don't think. And I'm betting things that I think will not be there. So Are you are you a middler by nature or no? No. You are not. No, I'm not I'm going to I'm going to find if there's a middle where both sides are profitable, I'll take it. But otherwise not. Yeah. Um, we'll get into some of your bets that you've made. Let's talk about the game itself first, and let's get that out of the way. And I do mean out of the way. I don't mean to, I don't mean to sound flippant about it, but it's like it's we've been talking about this game for two weeks. The Eagles are two point favorites here. Um, Who's playing this week? <laughs> yes, it's true. It's oh, it's Washington versus Pittsburgh, Todd. It's amazing uh, how this happened. I'll take the Yenzers. Give me the points. So Eagles favored by two. Uh, we just had Drew Densick on a numbers game on this morning, a frequent guest of this podcast as well. He gave a p- impassioned speech as to why he thinks this number is way off. He's all about the, the Chiefs. Do you have any play on the side or total? I don't. Not at all. I want the Chiefs to win because I stand to do better based on some futures bets I placed in the last month. Todd, do you have a side or total on this? Uh, no. But I wanted to ask Rufus something about, about how props to me are so very linked to what's going to happen in the game. So in a sense, sometimes if you're betting a lot of props and you don't realize that you're not really neutral, you're really making a bet on a particular team. 
you know, so so does that happen to you or do you have so much distribution that you're going to end up like really fully neutral, which I find hard to. I end up pretty neutral, but but you're right that there are a lot of props are linked to the, the spread in the total. And so it's it's what the distribution of possible game states that could occur for a game that is basically a pick em. Right, so I mean, you could end up in a scenario where if your model keeps spitting out stuff, in a sense, you just have one gigantic bet on one team because you have all the props on one team. I'm not saying that you would, but I'm saying theoretically, sometimes I feel like, oh, people are betting like 25 props and they have like 21 of them on overs of this one team. In a sense, you could just bet that team. You know what I mean? Well, your prop bet should be correlated to your game handicap, right? That does make sense. Right, but 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 I'm using the market as my game handicap. I'm, I'm assuming the market is fairly sharp. It is a pretty big market. Yeah. I see. And but, so you'll be enough distrib- distributed. My bigger concern is, let's say I think that, I, let's say I have Hertz projected a fewer completions than the market. Then suddenly all my receivers are going to have unders as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So that's the bigger concern there. Because it becomes a domino effect. Right. Because yeah. those are derivatives. There's, yep. there's, a, there's, the, there's a pie and those catches have to go some somewhere right and if i have a smaller pie then each slice is going to be smaller which super bowl was your biggest winner which was your biggest loser i don't know in terms of absolute money which was the biggest winner my my biggest in terms of percentage return was my first one because i hit gary russell to score the first touchdown in the 2009 super bowl i still to this day haven't watched that that was pittsburgh arizona wow that was when i was over 23 and a half the score was uh, 10-7, they were at the two-yard line with, I'm sorry, over 23 and a half first half. It was 10-7, and, and what's his name, Warner, was at the two-yard line for, uh-huh. what's it called? And I'm yeah. like, and there was only 12 seconds yeah. left, <laughs> and I just was like, please get the touchdown. I'm rooting against my own Steelers yeah. because I want the touchdown for the over. And then Harrison intercepts it, and it's the longest run of my life, and he's running, and they're going to tackle him, and they can't get him. And then finally at the way end, they call the touchdown, but they're like, was he really in? Was yeah. he not really? Then we had to endure an entire review scenario. That was James and he Harrison. Barely was in James. That, Harrison. that was that was the James Harris. That was yeah. that was ended up being the play play of the game. The play of that Super well, Bowl because if Arizona well. scores there, yeah. they're up at halftime. They probably win the game. I totally forgot about the existence of Gary Russell oh. until you just brought it up. That yeah. allowed, that allowed <laughs> for the uh, Santangelo. Uh, what was his name? San- Santana. Santonio Holmes. Santonio San- 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 yeah. Holmes toe tap touchdown to win it at the end. Not Santana Moss. No. That, that very was, different person. That, that Santana was, Moss, one of the all time very goods. Gil, yeah. that was one of the most underratedly great Super Bowls oh, of all it was time phenomenal. because it was. Yeah. yeah, you have and a franchise like Pittsburgh, Mandalay but it was, it was the Cardinals. You don't normally think about it, but that game was absolutely incredible because yeah. if the Fitzgerald touchdown right before the Holmes touchdown, Larry was on had the best postseason by a wide receiver ever that year. But that he had one catch going into like the fourth quarter, yeah, apparently, and then he, and he, then he over went over. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, most receivers that, from though. Pittsburgh and that University of Pittsburgh, yeah, <laughs> they're great receivers in that. In that. I, I, I was I was at the par three golf course, which is now the like tailor made or whatever, you know, right south of the strip, south of the airport. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I, know I needed course. to. I was so nervous. I had like my entire net worth tied up in you Super Bowl props. You didn't watch it, and I had borrowed money and had people invest in me. I didn't watch it. No. Oh, I I, I am so wired differently than you. I could not well, do that. Look, this is two thousand nine. I had graduated from college six months before. Yeah. You know, I 
I wasn't ready. I mean, I wasn't ready. For I, what was I didn't big- have all this experience to fall back on. I was like, if it, if it goes poorly, maybe this, I wasn't cut out for this industry. What was your biggest loss in a Super Bowl? When, when, when did the props domino effect go against you, if you will? Um, oh, Eagles, Patriots. Eagles, Patriots, which one? The Philly special. The Philly special one. Was there another? Oh, Eagles, yeah. Patriots, 2003 or whatever. Yeah, the one of those. Drive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was not 21 years old at that point. Yeah. But no, the Eagles, Patriots. Um, I remember we all watched it at, at Train's Place over by the Legacy Golf Club and like hopped out and played the. We, we lost so much. We, we knew it was bad at halftime. We played that. Um, we hopped onto the course and played the little part three hole, the signature hole there, at, like bare feet and at, at halftime. Um, with a lot of beer. We needed a lot of beer that year. It yeah. was, that was brutal. We just got absolutely destroyed. Here, here's what I will say about this game before I get to your thoughts, Jeff, which is I, I have a bet on the Chiefs, money line, plus 115. Um, and I've only made one prop bet so far that's correlated to the, you know, to the game itself. I do have some offshore wacky ones that I'll get into. But the, uh, the, the only thing I will say about this is the biggest, the central thing for this is the Eagles, as great as they've been this year, played a really easy schedule. And I know it's very weird to say that for a team that's headed to the Super Bowl. You can only play the teams in front of you. It's not their fault. But what it did allow for the Eagles to do all year long is get ahead of their opponents at a higher rate than would have otherwise been. And so they've been really allowed to play to their game script more often than not. Of all teams, the Washington Commodores were the one team that sort of bucked that against them. Like, no, we're going to move the chains, we're going to matriculate, and we're going to just screw you up. So we don't have it, and the Chiefs might be awesome, and they might win the Super Bowl. But I'm saying the one thing we don't really know is what happens if they get popped in the mouth early and they trail. So I think the one thing that I have settled on is the outcome of scoring for the for the Chiefs is is more defined than it is for the Eagles. Like if the Eagles fall behind in this game, there is a scenario where I think they could actually get rolled. Could see them winning too, but I don't see the Chiefs getting rolled. I could see the Eagles getting rolled. What did you bet here? I, I have Kansas City. Yep, we, we, you talked about it with Kelly last week, and I know Mahomes is not 100% healthy, but if you put Mahomes on Philadelphia, you flip the quarterbacks here, and this is no disrespect to Hurts. This is how good Mahomes is. This is close to a touchdown. I agree. With Philadelphia. Yes. And the one concern that I have with, with my bet on Kansas City is – does this turn into what we saw two years ago again? Where Kansas City's, and now Kansas City's offensive line this year is way better than what they had going into that game against Tampa. But what happens if this Philly pass rush that has been the third most sacks in league history? They have four guys with 11 or more. What happens if that pass rush dominates the game like they did early against San Francisco, like they did against the Giants, like they did most of the regular season? That's my only holdup here. So you you actually disagree with my premise? You think Chiefs? I think, there both, is a te- I think both teams are capable of getting rolled. Mm, interesting. I, I don't. I think it's a coin flip game, yeah. which makes me think it's unlikely for a rolling. But there is the possibility that Kansas City can't block and Philly's D line takes over the game like they have this whole postseason. That is the biggest thing for new betters. I don't know how many new betters are listening to the podcast, but because we we sort of have our established listeners. But the that is just because it's the Super Bowl doesn't mean you should be betting because it's the big game, your biggest amount of money. Like, yeah. it, it's just the, 
keep that in mind. I know the new betters tend to think, well, oh my God. And by the way, there's there's one big Super Bowl truism just in terms of Super Bowl behavior. For whatever reason, through the years. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. During the regular season, the public will often bet the underdog uh, uh, with the points. For the Super Bowl, they bet the underdog on the money line. I don't know if it's a last shebang thing for the year, and so they want to go for broke. What it has done is created some muted money lines on the favorite through the years. Now, this one isn't as pronounced because it's a, it's a shorter line, but that tends to be the behavior of how people bet this game, just sort of side note on this. So, I mean, if you forced me to bet this game, I would take the Chiefs. Me, yeah. Because I, I just like – I'm not going against Mahomes. Andy Reid. Off the bye. Andy Reid off the bye. <laughs> Andy Reid off the bye. Did you hear Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season? Did he ever he hasn't. But Andy Reid, last week, that was why, when two weeks ago when we talked about the game, the Kansas City game. Now, somehow I liked Kansas City and ended up losing money on the game. But um, remember I said I, I thought Andy Reid might, might be sneaky here. And I just, I know Sirianni's a good coach and everything, but has he ever been in this big, 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 big spot? Well, no. He's never no. been to a Super Bowl. He's I had don't coach think he has. Him. Yeah. And I just think Andy Reid has, and that's got to be worth something, you know? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not betting at pregame. I'm just saying. I do have a by bet the, on the Chiefs. By the way, Gil, to your point, the average offensive play for the Eagles this year was w- winning by 5.4 points. For the Chiefs, it was 3.1. And in the second half, up 8.3 points. And they were only trailing for 17.4% of their offensive plays so in think- the second half of... Games this season. So I know Eagles fans hate me because it sounds like I'm knocking them. I'm not. They're awesome. But that's a really weird thing to try to evaluate. Because if you don't have that many examples of you trailing and having to change how you play the game, their biggest win this year, it can be argued, was over the Detroit Lions. Rufus gave me an expression. I, I haven't looked. No, if you Look go back through the game. By, you... by the way, the Chiefs also have been playing from positive game scripts. They've only been down 24% of their plays in the second half. And yeah, the but, we've, were but we've 17. seen them yeah. win all kinds of ways. We, the, Eagles yeah, second, we, the Eagles had a lot of games where they're up a huge yes. at halftime, and then they just shut everything down. Which is great. Again, it's not their fault. That's awesome. But it does, it does give you pause when jumping to the conclusion that the Eagles are this, oh my God, they're this most amazing thing. Well, do you remember the Colts game where they had a stinker in their pants and they almost lost that game? A stinker in their pants. Well said. A real stinker. Yeah. And they barely squeaked that out. Barely, barely. Todd Wishnev. Todd, w- <laughs> Todd Wishnev, who was giving us Tuchus push and, uh, and uh, 
swamp tuchus in the last couple weeks. You can get swamp tuchus very easily <laughs> in certain in certain venues. Yeah. Even if you get a comfy uh, seat, if it's if the material can lead to swamp tuchus if you're wearing the wrong pants. Yeah. Well, I got, glad we got that clarified. Yeah. dude, my the seat in my car. If I'm in, having a long trip, yeah, like swamp tuchus. Oh yeah. I don't think Rufus has ever said the word tuchus before in his life. Would you say tuchus for all of us, Rufus? Tuchus. It's not tuchus. Tuchus. You got you to get that ch in there. Tuchus. There you go. There you go. I took German for many years. <laughs> so this podcast is worth doing just for that. <laughs> um, okay, Rufus, we, we talked about this on a numbers game. Some of the props that you have bet so far. And let me just give, uh, give me the historical example that I gave on ANG, which is during the Super Bowl, the, the Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl, the one where the score 28 to 3 is actually more famous than the final score, the big Tom Brady Patriots comeback. Um, I spent the second half of that game back here in the South Point office with Chrissy Andrews and Vinny Maiulo. And one of Rufus's bets was the Patriots landing exactly on nine. And remember, on the 28 to 3 comeback, the Patriots scored, Goskowski missed an extra point. And so it was 28 to 9 for a moment. It was yeah. probably like 10, 15 minutes in real time, but Chrissy was dying. But it was there. already the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, it was. Was it, was it fourth, yes, already? fourth quarter? 29 going into the fourth quarter. So they were on the hook for six figures just on that bet alone from you. I think I tweeted out that ticket like when there was nine points. And, <laughs> oh, no, no. I think I tweeted after the game being like it was close. By the way, and think yeah. about how ridiculous it was. They won like what, 37 to 31 in overtime or something like that? 34 28. 34 28. Yeah. Thank you. So I knew Jeff would know. They actually end up covering. They covered. No, they trust covered. me, I was on Atlanta that day. I know. <laughs> There's a point though where if they if they had kind of rolled over, I mean it was a blowout game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It could have yeah. Dude, I remember I mean, it's not like they were actually they did kick a field goal. You were thinking they wouldn't kick a field goal. But so kicked it to make it twenty eight twelve. Yeah. You hit yeah. then you still need two touchdowns and two two point conversions. Yeah. You hit big on the Rams ending up with three points in the subsequent Super Bowl, the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl. That was the action Super Bowl. That was the action Super Bowl. Colts-Saints Super Bowl. I hit Colts to get exactly 17 and Saints to get exactly 31. And so you have... That was... The Colts were the favorite, so that's those were both kind of unexpected outcomes. I mean, those are very common numbers. So one of the bets that you've made is you have the Chiefs to score exactly zero points. I have a lot of random... What's your number on props? What, like, okay, what's, give us some of those. Okay, I have Mahomes. I bet at the South Point here, Mahomes exactly two touchdown passes at plus 240. Okay. Hurts exactly two touchdown passes at plus 275. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs to get exactly zero points, by the way. And you just did these because Hold they... Hold on, Todd. I bet, the two, Chief, I bet is, them to score exactly 23 points also. How much is that? What's the return on that? I think it was like 12 to 1 or something. The zero points, if I can finally get it out, is 200 to 1. If the Chiefs end up with zero points, it's 200 to 1. I bet, who was it? I bet um, that there would be no touchdown in the game in the, is it the AFC Championship game last week? Or no, which one was the second game? That was the AFC. That was the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and there wasn't a touchdown mm-hmm. until like mid, close to the end of the second quarter, right? What was the number on that? Um, I bet it's circa... 420 to one. They took $500 to win 210,000. Good God. They took a nickel on it. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I appreciated that. All right. 
Um, now, are you betting those two touchdowns because you see the distribution of them getting exactly two touchdowns as more than the plus two twenty-five based on the season or something? Wait, two or? touchdowns? You just said you bet two Mahomes touchdowns pass exactly oh. two touchdowns. For instance, and you said at plus two. What'd you say? Mahomes exactly two at plus two forty. Okay, so you're saying basically that sixty something percent, more than sixty, more than thirty-one percent of the time. He's or something in that well, range. He's going to get exactly two it, touchdowns. It's based on my projection for his number of passing touchdowns and the distribution of passing touchdowns and what that fits in. Mm-hmm. Right. So what is the distribution of exactly two, according to you? What do you mean? Like, like you're saying that the distribution So is- I can model out what basically historically, based on what a guy's projected passing touchdowns would be, how does that, his, how, what does that historic distribution look like? And what, it's not What, what Todd just, is asking, what's the fair price? Oh, okay. What's the fair price? Yeah. <laughs> what percentage of times does he actually get exactly two touchdowns? Like, has he in the past? I have no idea, and I don't really oh, care. Oh, it's all based on your modeling. Yes, Oh, exactly. I see. Okay. So yeah. it's not really the his. it's not really no. based on, okay. That's it's not based on his history. It's based on- it's based on the this fact. game, the defense, and all the other nonsense. Well, it, it comes down to what my projection is. The fact that he's like projected, I have him at like maybe 1.9 touchdowns, something like that. I think the market's right around two. I see. And it's okay. going to keep going up. I think I have him at 1.97, maybe. How much, how much time so, does it take you to pour over all of these? I make that number plus 214, by the way. Okay. There's your answer. So there's the edge. So this doesn't take me much time because this is all automatically done. Basically, right. this this the work has been done ahead of time. But because different books have different props, like how long does that whole process take? Where you're like, well, I've, I've looked through all 400 at the South Point, and I can do this one, this one, this one, this one. Now I got to look at every William Hill one. Like, I mean, it must take forever. How long is that? I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of know where to look too. But is it just? I'm not, you I'm not doing looking this? at the. Not just me now, but. It's the game is basically a pick, and you have all these props that are like first team to do this. Like right. you don't even need to look through those. Most of them. Well, there's it's a like, lot of that. First team to punt. Yeah. Although Jeff thinks there's value in the Chiefs at minus one fifteen because the Eagles go for it so much, but I don't think it's Jeff being Jeff Ma. Jeff, Ma, Jeff sorry, it's funny. My, yeah, my different prop Jeff. is based yeah. on a punt thing too. <laughs> That's the one that I love. Oh. <laughs> but yes, it takes it takes a while to go through those. But well, that that brings up something. So in some Super Bowls we have the benefit of knowing that one team is more likely to receive and the other is more likely to defer. And so it allows props to flow from there. We don't have that this year because they're both defer teams, right? I kind of like that. It makes it easier in a way. Meaning there's less to bet. Well, it makes the first quarter and the first team to do something easier to model for sure. Yeah. See, most the average person would look at that differently. The average person would say, oh, no. I, uh, now it induces a bet for me. Whereas this, in this scenario, it's like, well, I don't know who's going to be the first to score, but you don't see it that way. Well, you're, I mean, it basically crosses off a whole section of potential right. bets. That's what I mean. Well, but I think the other thing is it, it, the fact that the game is so close to a pick is the bigger issue. If a, a game with the spread of 10 is much better because books, or at least it was 10, 12 years ago when books didn't really realize how to, how to price which team will score first or, um, you know, three unanswered scores or, you know, things like things where they don't know the correlation between a 10 point favorite and those kind of bets. Exactly. It's versus if it's a pick, you know, okay, Hey, they're equally likely. Let's let me, let me bring this in and tell me if you agree. I always say every year, I say the prop that flummoxes new betters the most is a team scoring three consecutive times, extra points, two point conversions accepted. 
the way that that's priced on a, at a glance to newer betters, where it says, oh, three of these are two of the best teams in the NFL, if not the two best, obviously scoring three times in a row has got to be rare. How is the, uh, how is the no... Uh, how was the no uh, plus money or how's the right. yes, such right. big plus money that that would happen because three in a row, but it's really properly priced that it does happen all the time. And it, and it does appropriately also flip when it's four consecutive, then the no becomes the big favorite. But people look at that three in a row and they're like, Oh, that's an easy bet. I should make it. It's never, it's, it's exactly how it should be priced. It is. But I'll say I, I had a disagreement with another really sharp prop better back, like, 2008, 2009 about this prop. And I still think there are kind of differences among sharper people on how to approach it. Cause oh, okay. the thought would be if there's more points scored, there's more opportunities to have three unanswered scores. Makes sense. But also if the, if the total, so a higher total should equal more chances for that to happen. Right. But at least last time I ran this, like that necess- isn't necessarily the case. Because gives more time for the other team to score. Because before, right, with the higher the total, the less independent each score is. So the more st- you need more stops in a row. So the ideal thing for it is like a high spread and a low total, like a twenty-four to three game or something like that. Right, right. High right. spread, right. low total is the ideal for three in a row. Right. But, but for the newbie better though, if you think about it, think about how often. Think about how many games do you have where there's no back-to-back scores. Like it almost never happens. This team scores, the other team scores. This like, right? I don't know what the number would be. One in like fifty, maybe. No, um, maybe probably higher. Right. And each of those times you have back to back, you have an you have an opportunity every single for a time. Third. And so all so, you have to do is hit one yeah. of those. The recipe is 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 a low scoring one team shutting the other team down defensively. That's the recipe for that thing to hit. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, like, like twenty seven three or something like that. Well, yeah. if I knew the score would be twenty seven three, then you can't get there without the unanswered <laughs> scores. I don't think. Right, but I'm saying that's that's the, that's the, the idea. Is you Maybe have you to totally, get more stops. I guess you could, but could you? Well, I guess how could you without touchdown, touchdown, opponent field goal, touchdown, touchdown. Oh, that's, that's the point. only way it could happen. That's the only yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I got a question Jeffrey. for Rufus yes, real please. quick. Because looking through the exact point model ones and I, I had a few listed more oddbally numbers for Philly mm-hmm. because of the willingness to go for two at at times that to some have not, they this year? Well look I think they've I mean their number of so, I, I looked so, at it. So it wasn't very high. You saw, this the, year. you saw at the end of the half you wanted to line up for to go for two against San Francisco and they totally butchered the uh the execution of it, he had to take the timeout and ended well, up kicking. Well, I thought he was trying to just draw them off sides to get to get a, the extra yard to get an extra yard to yeah. go for it. Okay, right? so but Sirianni is one of the from the front. Yeah, right he's school, progressive. He un- understands the go for two down by eight as well. Um, I mean, is there more willingness for like let's say like Eagles to land on nineteen? Okay, I know that's an oddball score, forty to one. Nothing, nothing like that because of the two point conversions, or is it just? So I haven't modeled that for yeah, specific okay. teams, no. But okay. I could – so I have my sort of my algorithm, my numbers that say based on this spread in total, this is what it should be. This is what the distribution should be. But, you know, if something maybe was a small edge on an oddball number, I might say, I might look at it and say, okay, well, Philly is more likely to go for two and have an oddball number, so maybe I should – you know, essentially making a manual change a little bit or, or 
Okay. And making me less, making me more likely to take a. Now, Rufus, time. who does your who does your model you, you have make, on? You make manual changes. Wow, I thought you were like super robotic on stuff. <laughs> Gilly, props, don't. props are art. Yeah, like how, how do I project out Miles Sanders versus Ken, Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott carries? Right, like that's you know. But you, from, from a guy who has said to me before, the more my emotion or the more my brain enters it, the the worse off I am. Emotion, yeah, yeah. Emotion's not good. I mean, emotion's great. As a human being, not emotion's not amazing. Not only emotion, but, but like narrative, anything that's subjective. Was there a manual change to the Buccaneers is what we're really wondering <laughs> that's about. That's right. Was there ever a manual change to the Buccaneers? That's what this is. No, there wasn't. But, that's, yes. but I think the whole process of a prop thing is there is art involved in terms of, or I say art, but it's, it's about having a logical framework and analyzing things in a certain way and trying to read into what's happened recently. I mean, I think it's different if I'm modeling how good, what a team sack rate is than if I'm modeling a player participation. I think that's where a lot of the art comes in. And so how do you deal with the fact that Miles Sanders, I think had like one carry in the second half last week and a game script that would generally favor him getting more carries. They went with Gainwell. Was that a hot hand thing? Was that they were trying to rest Sanders? I don't think it was, they're trying to rest Sanders because they're out there running Jalen hurts in the fourth quarter of a game where you know, San Francisco had no chance to win at that point without a quarterback and Hertz has the, the shoulder. So I'm happy to hear it. I'm just saying. I, so what I was the answer to that? That's, I mean, that's the, that's the big question, right? Is it, do, or do they the think, art. do they think that Kenneth, his, his gain well, just, is it now a running back by committee? I don't know. I mean, give us some other props. I have a guess. Made. Give us some other bets but, that you made here. Okay. I bet that I'll, I'll, I'll give you some point bets. I, placed here at the South Point. I bet that uh, Mahomes would not have a third quarter touchdown pass. Okay. Price on that. Okay. Walk us through before you continue. Walk okay. us through how okay. you get to that. So it's based on, I have him projected at like 1.97 touchdown passes, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And so based on that, what's the, like, I'm able to figure out what the distribution is per quarter. I see. And the likelihood in each quarter. But again, this is the so this is not the Fezzik thing. The Fezzik thing is, hey, if you knew one team was going to defer and the other team was going to receive, you know who's more likely to get the ball in the first quarter, therefore who's going to get the ball in the third quarter, and all He's just saying there. flip a coin on the third quarter. Right. He doesn't know who's going to get yeah, the ball. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, if, if he knew Kansas in. City wasn't yeah. going to get the ball to start the right. third quarter, he would be betting it right. even more. But well, I also laid, doing first and I also laid it on the first quarter, that's, too. That's where he, oh, right. he so does he it just, both. Right, so he just flipped the coin anyways. That's the solution there. And I bet that he wouldn't get a second quarter passing touchdown. <laughs> Those are not all going to win, probably. No, no, I'm guessing not. And I bet that he won't get exactly two touchdowns, that he won't get two or more touchdowns in a single quarter passing touchdowns. What was the number on that? Minus 220. I was going to say that. You don't want him to number. get a touchdown in any quarter, except you want him to get exactly two touchdowns. Right. Exactly. <laughs> literally, literally these amazing. bets cannot all win. So, this, so, so <laughs> does this answer your question with the correlation? Right. No, like, this is, this is literally, a, they cannot all win and they cannot all lose. They can't all lose. So this is a great thing. So again, the first time I ever had dinner with crack, first time I ever met crack, I'm watching a Pittsburgh Steelers Monday Night Football game with him at Piero's. And he's Wait, I just about, want to hear, I, I just, I, we just need that clip out of context. The first time I had dinner with him. Oh, Craig. I've done this before. People are like, you should probably rephrase that. With Bill Krakenberger. Um, not my first experience with Crack. But he had, like, <sighs> he had like 35 bets going. And I was like, Bill, what are you rooting for? He goes, I have no idea. Do you know generally what you're rooting for when this game starts? Or are you like barefoot on a golf course? Is that why? I know some of the things, but I won't, but I, I'm a, 
I will have only placed some of the bets for our group. I'll know in general what other people are betting, but I won't know how much necessarily is on each. So if Mahomes, so for example, the the Mahomes no touchdown stuff and then exactly two touchdowns is one of those examples where I might not know how much exposure we really have for the exactly two touchdowns relative to these other things. So I might be rooting for the wrong thing. So So basically... The answer there's is you certain, don't. You no, don't. I mean, I know that I'll. I know certain things I'll be rooting for for sure. So certain things you will. But in the, in the same context, then I asked like, oh, how long does it take you to find all these props and all these different books? How long does the accounting take afterwards? Well, we we have a tab called drunk grading every year, where we kind of drunk grade during the game, and it always ends up very riddled with errors. But um, so we have an idea of how we're doing. Riddled with errors, thus junk grade. Yes, meaning yeah. people are yeah. guessing how you're going to come out. No, 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 we're we're grading. We have a spreadsheet where we just copy and paste all the bets in, yeah, yeah. so we can actually grade things during the game. But oh, but we're all like, this is fascinating. This is, yeah. I've, I've sat with Rufus. Rufus was in San Francisco during a Saturday college football day, and at that time it was your your core group. You were basically the uh, the headquarters giving out the picks, and they were second doing halves, thing. right? Second halves, exactly. And that was just fascinating to watch that operation take place. But like this is Meshuggah, right? Like I mean, like you'd go crazy. Well, this. this is this is this is big time. Yeah, big numbers. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm just trying to like chintz out a little, you know, something. something. You're just a mild mannered reporter from a yes. daily metropolitan yes. newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. This is like big, big stuff. What but, else? Uh, what else? By the way, for? Todd, I also have. I bet at the William Hill Caesars app in Nevada, Mahomes to have exactly zero touchdown passes at seven to one odds. Seven to one. So. And I right, think so, I so think I might have bet him on, to have exactly one touchdown pass somewhere else. The answer is on these on these type of things, your variance is probably not going to be so wild because, like you said, there's going to be some winners and some right. losers, right? I have a bet on the Chiefs to score a third quarter touchdown, but don't throw it. But don't throw right, it exactly. So so it's like I want this to happen, but not <laughs> right, this. Like right. yeah. Oh, could you could you imagine? If, could you, you really imagine? take all the fun out of this? Don't I know. You? I seriously. The, the, <laughs> I, watching the Super Bowl is not fun for me. Could you imagine if your human brain actually could process every one of these bets and was present and aware of all of them? The the short circuiting oh, of your yeah. wires that would take place. Rufus is making a big mistake that he doesn't understand. If Many of them. If he's doing this to this level, he really should be a bond trader quant, you know, where he could make the real big money. Because I, I don't know how much money That's you're making. That's what Jeff's making. told me. I don't know how much Jeff money Bob. you're making, but you're, pro- <laughs> you're probably not making $50 million a year. I'm, I'm going to guess. I'm going to go under on $50 million a year. It's okay, a safe so, guess. Which means, which means if you're just doing this to make money, you should really be a bond trader. And if you're doing this for fun, you shouldn't be doing it this way. So you're messing up everything, Rufus, is basically <laughs> what I'm a, saying. Okay. Your whole life is a disaster. <laughs> And we're gonna have to talk to you after the show. No, I'm just kidding, obviously. But you, you, you get because like in the act from the king of no, no, life disasters. No, no, because I'm making Todd wish. No, no, that. because I, I, I have often felt. Like, I'm saying there's a certain seriousness to what I'm talking about. You, in the show right. action, I talked about. It. I could work on Wall Street and try to make a zillion dollars, yeah. and you know, shave and put on a suit every day and do the whole thing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> multiple showers, you or you could grow multiple a showers a week. That would be crazy, right? Yeah, we played and tennis then, the other day. He goes, "This is my first shower of the week." <laughs> I'm disgusting, but anyways, that's a whole nother thing. The the uh, hopefully the, you're not uh, playing tennis every day. 
We're playing tennis every day. Okay. Yeah. It's not it's, it's not as bad as he's making it out to be, but it's We're bad. in the desert. It's, it's try. Dis- it's disgusting. But anyway, <laughs> the point that I'm trying to make is part of the reason that I do the sports gambling is because I like doing this and I don't I didn't like doing that Wall Street stuff and to the extent that I was involved in it at all. I didn't really Were you involved in it at all? Yes. Yes, he was. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Very, it would have been uh, fun if he wasn't. <laughs> no, a, bu- a bunch yeah. of times yeah. I was involved to, to a point where, you know, I could it could have gotten serious. But my, my point is that's just a soul-draining life to me, and I wanted to do something that I enjoyed doing, which is this. And I'm not going to make, you know, one gazillionth of what I could have probably made on Wall Street, but this is fun, and it's a challenge, and I enjoy watching games and stuff. So that's where that whole – No, no, no I, you're 100% – I didn't mean to make light from, of it. And it's a joke, really, because really what you really love doing is modeling and stuff I love like the that. process yeah. of it. Yeah. There was a time – when you and I used to, I don't know if you remember, you and I used to go, what was that name of that restaurant that likes Cajun food place on top of that bridge? Right up, up. Lola's. Lola's. So we used to go there. I don't even remember this. And at that time, you used to, you were younger, and you would sort of say, you know, hey, this is great now, but like, I want, I'm searching for more meaning in my life. I want to do other things. Have you come around back now to just the thought of, you know what? I might have had that thought when I was younger. But I'm kind of getting fully formed, and this is just who I'm going to be. I don't think I'm ever going to be fully formed. I, okay. I actually, mean, we had this. Right. No, but I, I think the joy is in the process and just enjoying the moments. And so you're right. I have been sort of looking for that thing to give me more meaning. And So let's say a political campaign called you, and they're like, hey, Rufus. We've got this new candidate. He's going to change the world. Don't do we that, want Rufus. you to do data and Rufus, find out polling, do all that. that. Would you leave sports betting and do something like that? If I, don't think, I don't think I'd ever really leave entirely. Yeah. I think that would be too hard. And that th- would be soul crushing in an entirely another way. <laughs> yeah. But if, I mean, I like new challenges, though. And I, yeah. I can't see myself doing things exactly the same way forever. What interests you besides I mean, sports betting? Like, that's why unabated, like, unabated was a new challenge for yeah. me. What interests me besides sports betting? Yeah. Playing golf. Um, Buddhism. 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 Buddhism and, like, Buddhism. In thinking about, I guess, thinking about the mind and, and, and that kind of thing. And, yeah. and the, don't get guilty don't started because he like, doesn't like to go life out hacking. Of his, he doesn't like to go out of his comfort zone. When I talk about there's no free will and stuff like that, he oh, gets we, very, we very a, uncomfortable. We have a free well, Todd I mean, and I have a running lifetime free will conversation, which I don't want to bore anybody with here, but it's it gets pretty ugly. If I ever write a book, though, it's definitely going to be on sort of the mental side of yeah. betting. I, I, I repeated something. Chrissy and I were on air on Monday. So, by the way, sorry I had my back to you, Jeff. No, you're, I apologize. You're, that's, that's as Todd said, the yeah. poorly designed studio. So, like, the whole time I'm like this. <laughs> well, anyway, well, when Todd talks, I have to, like, turn around like this. <laughs> well, if I do that, so, I end up whacking Gil in the face. So, <laughs> so, you said something on one of your appearances on the Numbers Game. And I love your appearances because we do get into non, like, hey, what's your pick? Although we're doing it today because it's a Super Bowl and people want to know. But something you said completely resonated with me, and I actually brought it up with Chris Andrews when he was on Monday, which is sports betting doesn't define you, but sports betting has allowed you. This so resonated with me because I totally believe this. Sports betting has defined the lens through which you look at the rest of the world. So like probabilistically speaking, if that's a word, it and I believe this too. Like So I'm, I'm in this tennis rut where, let's just take one example. Um, hey, I, I had this dog, it's plus 214 dog. She was up 754 love. The girl quit on me. The opposite, so I didn't get paid. 
Um, I had this one last night where I had three match points, squandered them I all. you were betting on dogs playing tennis for a second. Oh, no, the underdog. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> I was thinking about your own tennis. You're but, like, but, oh, Gil's now graduated to, bet on his own to tennis. playing. Yeah. He won't even now bet on his own tennis. Now he's playing tennis against dogs. <laughs> I am playing against a dog. So the, I, I guess every little, it's a, it's a reflection of the yeah. human condition. And I, I, that, to me, is the biggest umbrella statement of all this. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think that gambling for a living has made me a better human being. As weird as that sounds. And I think I've said this to you before. You have. Better human being meaning... You understand things in a way that you otherwise wouldn't, or you're, or you're a kinder human, but you don't mean that. I think I'm a kinder human being, too. Because of sports betting? Yeah, because I can understand context better. Right. I can understand that, that just, because, just because a bet doesn't win doesn't mean it was the right, wrong bet, necessarily. Right. And right. just because somebody's being an asshole to me doesn't mean that they're a <laughs> oh, bad dude. person, or, yes. or they don't have their own shit going on in their lives. Well, that's true, but some of them are assholes. There yeah, is, but, you're right. But why are they assholes? This is how you think if you're like, yeah. it's like, why did, why did Miles Sanders not get any carries in the second half or get one carry, right? Like, why is this person an asshole? It's, they're the product of all these other things. And if you, and, and you're so. You're going down a road that he does not very comfortable with. No, 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 no. I, no completely, but, I completely agree with what you're saying. And then you realize, and then you come back to it and realize the only thing would... you can control, you can't control <laughs> these other people. Like, Such a dick. Sports betting is very much about figuring I out help it. what, I, figuring could, out what you can it. control. Suffering. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you don't stress about the stuff you can't control. That's like, right. You're like right. The fact that both these teams are probably going to defer means that there's a 50, I don't know who's going to get the ball first. Yeah. But I can go, I can still go along and model off with that uncertainty, right? Yes. I, I don't know. What percentage of people? This, is, this is what I get. How? Oh, go ahead. Let me just finish. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't, I can't control what somebody says about me on Twitter or anything like that, but I can control how I react to it. Yes. And, and that's all I can control. Like my own mind. For sure on the last So that's part. kind of, and that has come from like Sometimes you can't betting, control that. which it's come from Buddhism, but that's, but I was drawn to that from betting because they're really kind of the same thing to be honest. I don't mean I mean to be more existential but I, I'm fascinated by this stuff because I want to get back to some more of your bets but what percentage of sports bettors I'm asking you to completely guess what percentage of sports bettors get to the point where they are truly present with what they can control and what they can't. Zero no nobody zero, zero, no zero, no zero, human zero beings are like I mean in, until you reach enlightenment, nobody gets there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, like, no, yeah. it's, it's a I'm process. Saying, the thing is, it and, is a and, we, and you have to be okay with the fact that you're not going to be perfect at it and, yeah. and forgive yourself. Like, yes. it's a, nobody's. None yeah. of it matters no. anyways. This is all yeah. entertainment in the movie, folks. It's just entertainment. I, I could talk about this forever. Yes, it's just right. entertainment in the movie. What, are the, what, yeah. what is the percentage of? Oh, I thought there was a follow-up. I oh, no, 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 I'm just saying, like, to me, that that's the, your success as a sports better, more than anything, comes down to your ability to understand that. Like, your ability to understand what is the vagaries of random events, right? Where you can perceive an edge, where you realize, hey, look, it's just not going to, you know, like... It's nuance. It's nuance. It's a way of thinking. Nuance, yeah. Exactly. And so, like, that seems to me to be a sliver of the people who honestly... It's a sliver the of the population. Of the population. Just go talk to betting. 10 people right now in yeah. the sports book. The yeah. amount of nuance that you get is close to zero. Yeah. And that's why we have the world that we have. Yeah. You know... What are the bets you So, oh, wait, yeah. I, I mentioned that no roughing the passer prop that I used to bet at the win. 
and and the fact that books are better at pricing things when they get more feedback. And as somebody who bets for a living, I get so much feedback. And I think that's why I think that's why betters are able to better understand uncertainty and and be process driven because you have to. You're given you get all this feedback. And if you're not using it, I mean, you're not gonna be in this industry very long. Feedback meaning what specifically? Results. 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 That's what I thought you meant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get instant hit, feedback. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There is a scoreboard. Yeah. If you're forecasting oil prices in 20 years, like you probably have no idea what you're doing because you never get feedback. It's so. It's what I mean, makes was, all of this so fascinating. It's the reason why we love this, right? It's, it's, why, it's, it's like our forecast for climate change. Like the, I remember back in 2000 when I was in college, like that sea levels would rise X amount by now. And, and they haven't yet been, but I'm not like, because we don't really, we don't know the timing of that. Exactly. Right. We, it's oh. so hard to forecast. Rufus, it's why like whenever, um, Oh, I'm just looking at some of Woj. There's a Woj bomb about some scuffle or some argument between Westbrook and Darvin Ham. No, but it's, it's also why like whenever I see anybody doing economic projections, specifically economy always gets me. It's like the most inexact science there is, right? And I always like, there's a little voice in my head that's like, who are you bullshitting? Too many variables. Too many moving yeah. parts. None of us knows. I agree. None and, of us. And we keep acting like someone There's only is one expert. thing we really know. Yeah. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Today, we're, me and you are going to play tennis. You're going to lose all the games. That's the only thing in life that we really could 100% know. You got it in there. What <laughs> Knowing what you don't know is more important than what you do know. And, and being okay with saying that you don't know yeah. is also the most important thing. The people that I think are the smartest people are the ones who are able to show weakness and say when yes. they don't know things. Vulnerability. Vul- yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Just in general. I mean, someone that comes says that comes across as knowing absolutely everything. I feel like has a ton of blind spots. If you don't, we all have blind spots. You just need to know what your blind spots are. What are, What are the bets you make? Because we have a limited time yep. here, so want to get um, some stuff. Okay, I think I mentioned I like the um, I like there being under under sacks, under five and a half sacks for the game. Total under five and a half. Sacks. Yeah, you have to lay a price for that, but okay. But I, I think that the quarterback. The quarterbacks are more influential for sacks than the opposing defenses are. Mm. And especially Mahomes, who, I mean, there is concern with his ankle a little bit that maybe, you know, maybe he'll get sacked more if he doesn't have that same mobility. But, but sacks are very much a quarterback statistic. And, and Mahomes has been pretty good at, I mean, my projection for him, I think he's like a 
projects out as like a 4.4% sack rate guy against an average defense. Um, and league averages around 6% or so, 6.5. Um, that's percentage of dropbacks that are sacks. And so to sure. me, that, that matters more than the fact that the Philly defense has sacked like 13%, played to like a 13% sack rate this year. What's that, Hertz's rate? Um, I haven't projected like 6.6%. Like that's not for this game. That's his sort of power rating right. for it, or 6.9%. And so Kansas City has sacked 13% of the dropbacks this year? No, no, I'm saying the Eagles have gotten generated I'm, I'm sacks saying, yeah, on like Eagles. on a ridiculous number. They have like yeah. 79 sacks this year. Wow. Like it's crazy. But the thing is that regresses pretty strongly to the mean. Like that just because they've done that doesn't mean it's that predictive going forward. At least that's what I found. What are some of your other long shot props you got there? Um long shot props. 200 to 1 on the Chiefs to score 0. Circa app game total points 2 to 23, 40 to 1. Wait, say that again? Game total points, 2 to 23 oh. points. Yeah, so basically there'll be t- 23 or fewer points scored in the game, 40 to 1 odds. 40 to 1 odds. They um, have here, I think, I saw 0 to 14 was 75 to 1, I thought. 0 to 14, Probably. though, that's a different story. Yeah. 23, yeah. I guess you'd get 13. And the 10. final I mean, score, Chiefs the, 7, Eagles 3. Thanks for coming. <laughs> what was 10-3 uh, in, the, in the Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Rams? 13-3. 13-3. I bet some weird oh, stuff. Like oh, okay. the Eagles to have at the win, 71 to 80 rushing yards, 25 to 1. 71 to 80, that yeah. range. And 101 to 110 at 15 to 1. <laughs> I wish our brains processed all but of this. The thing He'd is, go it comes from a distribution. Yeah, yeah, it's a distribution. He's and, doing the standard and, deviations of what the averages uh, are We understand, be, you know, Todd. Kind of Wish, we yeah. understand. Yeah, well, we don't I'm need, telling you the audience. We don't need you to interpret I'm not, it. I'm not no, explaining I, it to you, I Gilly. We know it. you know. Jeffrey Parles, maybe, maybe not. But the... What's interesting on some of these is like, like why why didn't I like eighty one to ninety or ninety one to one hundred? And it's because a lot of these index props, there's cut points. Like a book right. will offer, you know, it's like twenty to one, twenty to one, then fifteen to one, fifteen to one. Right. What, what are some of the props that you have not bet yet that you are waiting for the public to bet up? All the <laughs> player unders, basically. I'm sure. I, like I'll bet. I'm sure I'll bet Hertz under rushing yards. Like and it's going to get to maybe it'll get to like fifty five. I don't know what it's going to get to exactly, but so I can't remember if you did this on this show or or on a numbers game. But did you were talking about the logistics of Sunday. Was that this show? I can't remember now. I, I think so. Okay, so because you want to wait as long as possible right. for some of these, like like Mahomes under. When is it going to get crowded? Like I'm going to bet Mahomes under passing yards. I can almost guarantee it. Even though I'm my number's like two eighty nine or something like that, it's going to. I'm sure I'll get under three hundred. Last year, Cooper Cup receiving yards was the big one where yeah. Still that, that number was, it opened maybe 98 and a half or something like that. And it closed like 110 and a half at a lot of places. Jeez. So how many did he end up with? 92. And he won MVP. Yeah. Jeez. He didn't get a hundred, but what percent off of your average that your model makes it until you decide, Oh, now there's a bet. Like for instance, if a guy's a hundred receiving yards, does it have to get to one ten for you to be in? That's a or great question. Or? So actually we have something called the unabated prop simulator where I can actually put in my mean, <laughs> Here you go. Uh, my mean number of receptions and receiving yards and run simulations. And it'll basically come up with that median and the distribution and tell you what your edge is at all these different books based on what their line spreads are. So it integrates with the prop screen, prop oh, odd screen, interesting. which is nice. And that does it. That's a gene- for a generic wide receiver who projects it's seven catches for 91 <laughs> yards. But, um, 
but that's going to be pretty pretty damn accurate for. But typically, how how much off of the the number are you looking to get? It? Like, where's the where's the break even point? So the th- so there's a difference between a guy's median and mean projection. Mean being like just the average. I don't know if you know that. What, yeah, what yeah, mean I understand. Todd. Okay. <laughs> Todd's a pretty smart guy, Rufus. Yeah. Um, He's got a big brain. <laughs> so the di- if you're saying what's the difference in points between the well, media, I'm just trying to or- make it for for people who who are not as I'll put it this yeah, way: if I if I have Jalen Hurts, if I have Jalen Hurts projected at 50 rushing yards, I will be betting under 50 rushing yards. If you have him projected, if, if I have his mean at 50, okay, yeah. Right. Because there's going to be a difference yeah. between the mean and the median. Okay. Okay. And so that, you're, and sli- the bigger, you're slided down. So when would you? That, so, that's so how great. Like, so examples. When would you bet over? Okay. Think, that's think about like what? If, what if? Think about like something. Somebody like Pacheco and his receiving yards, which is lined. I don't know. It's lined at like ten and a half or something. Yeah, maybe it's low. Um, maybe a little higher than that. But that that's going to come down to. I mean, he's projected for one point something catches. Like my mean number on him might be like. Let's say I project him for one cat. Let's say I project him for like 1.3 catches in 11 yards. That's not actually, that's a number right. I just pulled out of my ass. But um, I understand. What but the issue you know is what? There, yeah. I have like the under 10 would be a fantastic bet. Even though I projected right. for more because right. for him to get over that, he's going to probably have to have two catches unless he has one catch for over 10 yards. But, and so it, that's where I understand. Yeah. It, it gets real um, distribu- distribution-y is the answer to the question. And, and I, because you have these, because things are happening, not continuously, not like assists are racked up in a basketball game, but they're happening in chunks. And so the, the you don't get five, 20, uh, 20 yard catches to get to a hundred, yeah. you get a 40 and then a seven. And then a that, well, and this right. guy's projection, his mean, if his mean is, you know, 13 yards or 11 yards or something, you know, he could have a game where he has 40 yards or 50 yards. Mm-hmm. He's not going to have a game where he has negative 20 yards. Right. Let me, let me cut you guys off because we have a heart out here. And I just want to, first of all, there's going to be somebody out here listening to this who is super inspired to be a serious sports better. And they're listening to you right now. And they're like, wow, this is what it takes, which I think is just an awesome thing to listen to. Um, let's get to everybody else's favorites. What's your favorite prop bet, Todd? I mean, I obviously am not a super uh, prop guy because I'm busy with college basketball. But the one that I that I was just looking at that kind of jumped off the page to me, and Rufus will tell me whether I did a good job on this one or not, is um, Chiefs to either punt first or score first. And I looked at like the last the all the games this year, seventeen games, six times they punted first, eleven times they scored first. Do you care about that going back Probably in history not, and looking, right? Rivas? No, but I didn't think you would. I care about the game total mostly, and the spread and the spread and the spread. Well, because then that every, would that would point to me making a good bet because it, the the, what, the you, what price did you get? I think it was you plus, got a plus money price. Yeah, it was right? plus one twenty. Wait, so what you I bet? Think this you comes, bet, you the, bet score first. He bets. I bet they will score, score yeah. before they will okay. punt. Yeah, I think that's the right bet. Okay, I make it. I think plus one hundred two. Okay. For the score first. How'd you just come up with plus 102 in your head? I just remember. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you're I, like, boop, 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 plus see, the 102. Goulash, the goulash model can spit <laughs> stuff out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I remember because... I, I got that at plus 102. I remember because Zach asked me what I made it. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that number is influenced by the fact that Super Bowls have been low scoring in the first quarter historically, or at least over the last 20 years. But again, a lot of those have been Bill Belichick. 
Yeah. And, um, and, and also the Patriots Andy have Reed. never scored a touchdown in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. At least in the this millennium. Who did? Who didn't? Patriots. The Patriots. Patriots this year. That's so, right. So I think people think that that the Super Bowls because of the long get the all the pageantry and warm ups and stuff like that, um, that teams start slower. But and it's not a big enough sample size. There's only been I, 50 I agree. Super Bowls. Personally, yeah. I think that people are creating that narrative after the fact. Right. right. So we talked about this on a numbers game, which is it was like the triple crown thing in, in horse racing, right? Because it never happened for 37 years between affirmed in 1978 and American Pharaoh. Just because something has not happened does not mean it is likely not to happen. And it's such a small sample and, size. And let's say it's supposed to happen every 23 years. The fact that it went 37 doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean a thing. Right. And it also, by the way, there were super close calls all the time. Like a horse would win the second and third. It would win the right. first and third. It would win the first and second and miss on the third. But people love a narrative. And they just go with it. And the Super Bowl is, is such a great um, you know, case study of that where it's like, oh, there's only been 56 of them. Well, this happens and this happens. Well, the Super Bowl's only yeah. been won when a Republican president exactly. was in. Well, how many times was a Republican That's president? Right. <laughs> like, so stupid. So stupid. Jeffrey. Sorry about my back to you. The whole no, I hey, look, I, it's all good. Poorly um, designed studio. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting on Jalen Hurts rushing under. Um, it just, I like it at 50 and a half, which means once it gets bet up, I'm going to like it even more. And then uh, I'm going off the beaten path here. I bet Zach Pascal under five and a half receiving yards. Wow. I don't think he's going to even get a target in the game. And based off the way that Philly's offense has been run, or at least he, other than that big game against Todd's Yinzers, Pascal's done nothing this that. year. One catch here, one catch there. I don't think he's even going to get targeted. So I already bet under five and a half receiving yards on Pascal. That's already down. Westgate's got that down to four and a half now. By the way, I'm a terrible host. The I question do. is, will he see the field? Like, you right. just need to make sure, gonna, right? Yeah. He needs to see, he needs think, to play for action. I think he'll get, I, I think he'll get a snap to make that yeah. an active bet. But I don't think he's going to get targeted. Rufus, nor on a numbers game, nor on the Megapod, did I say you're a co-founder of Unabated Sports. I appreciate Co-founder of Massey Peabody Analytics. I just call you sports better, but you're all these things. I call it Peabody Massey. Co-host of I the... I appreciate that. Co-host, <laughs> co-host of... You're, uh, you're a Peabody Massey truther. The Bet the Process pod with Jeff Ma, who Rufus has alluded to a couple times here already. So Rufus's resume is becoming very Jeff Ma is the guy from the, the, the Bringing Down the House. Thing, Correct. Right? He is, yeah. 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 I would love to meet Great that guy. book, horrible movie. Yes, amazing book. I rewatched yes. the movie for the first time in like since I met Jeff. Actually, Jeff cameos as a dealer. In I know. Yeah. I literally, I I saw the movie before I'd met Jeff, and I saw it again this fall, like last month. Actually, yeah, it's the movie not terrible. not this. It isn't even fall. I said this fall, yeah. this winter. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. I had lots of questions for Jeff, like like how did it feel when the girl didn't kiss you on the tee when you tried, <laughs> you know. How does, Kate it, how does it feel like a white person playing your role? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, all kinds of 21 was the name the of movie the movie. The movie was horrendous. Horrendous. But, but bringing, no, I, bringing, I thought the movie was entertaining. Oh, bringing down the house. I like any movie that takes place in Vegas. And you also. know, the guy wrote another book. Ben Mesrich. Ben Mesrich. Yeah. Ben Mesrich wrote another book about how, and he got more into it, about how they would start to figure out where specific cards were in the deck. Yeah. And they started doing that. And there was a plane crash and everything. That was really a great book, too. A plane crash. Oh, yeah. Plane crash. Yeah. There, he was, he was, he was, 
um, he was basically doing the same thing, but they took it even more sophisticated than bringing down the house. And, oh, it, and I believe it was also by him. Yeah, right. shuffle tracking and like where the, they would like steer an ace to like they would know it would be on the 56th position and they would be able to steer it to one of their guys. It was like really for, interesting. For whatever reason, what's, uh, the thing that I remember the most is besides the training sessions was the time he had the $900,000 in a duffel bag under his lounge chair at the pool, which I thought was <laughs> and it was just like nothing to them at that time. Um, such remember, a great book. I remember rollerblading around Vegas in 1998 with 40,000 in my underwear because I was always nervous yeah. that I was going to get the. Yeah. I used to rollerblade for baseball lines all over the well, place. Well, 40,000 and 12,000, yeah, those numbers. 40,000 was a lot when I was 25 years oh, old. Oh, 20, 25. It's yeah, so a million dollars. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Oh, here. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Um, by the way, mine were. For anybody who cares, uh, mine was offshore. I did the uh, the bet online. America the Beautiful, Babyface singing America the Beautiful. I don't even know who Babyface is. You're a I don't either. Babyface is maybe the greatest R&B producer is of the last really? 30 years. Anyway, he's singing, he's singing America the Beautiful. <laughs> Bet Online had it lined at 90 seconds. I smashed, I told everybody on a numbers game, smash the over. It's a 109 now with the over juice at minus 135. You cannot sing America the Beautiful in 90 seconds. Wait, I so hope everybody they, they gets it. opened it at 90? Yeah. Nuts? So, yeah, they were when nice. did they start American the Beautiful as a song? A few years back. Which song is that? Is that the Waves of Foam? Oh, one? beautiful. Oh, that one? That one. Um, Ray Charles Bay Fabs. Oh, so that was, Birthdays of okay, that that's one? Great, yeah. okay. Um and then uh It's not so the Miami Dolphins. Song, I also sure. I also recommended a Rihanna first song. I think I'm wrong. Riri. Riri Hood on Love. I would guess uh We fell in love in a hopeless place. That's not the one. <laughs> um I was like, that's what I that's what I came for. But I'm I'm being told I might not be right about that. But America the Beautiful, I'm confident. I hope people got it. What's on the that. Riri one? I I said I, I I thought the first song would be what's it called? That's what we came for. What's the name of the song? It was twelve to one. Please don't stop the music. Not that one either, Todd. Uh, the one that I bet <laughs> one that I bet on what was the name of it. You're getting a medley. Isn't it interesting that Rufus doesn't bet on these? Um this is, this is, I'm sorry. His model has re This is what you came for is what I bet on, 12 to 1. But it's not, I'm, I'm told it's not going to win, but we'll see. Uh, um, what my, are the other choices? Oh, there's like 10 of them. My game prop uh, was Travis Kelsey to score t- uh, two or more touchdowns at plus 475, which Rufus, you did not have, so I'm guessing it wasn't a good bet. I don't have that. I haven't looked at what I make it, but I... <clears throat> my, my thinking being, and I, and I have a bet on the Chiefs to win this, so it's correlated... I just don't think, I don't care what defense you have, no one can seem to stop Mahomes to Kelsey. And with those wide receivers being banged up, I think there's a bet there. And so I made that one. I actually did bet one cross sport that Todd I know will love um, that exactly. involves a Kelsey touchdown, actually. I bet Kelsey pick em touchdowns versus Leo Messi's goals against Monaco that day. Even money on Kelsey. So... I was we need one, Zach Eady able- rebounds versus Chiefs first half total. Oh wow! Zach Eady rebounds is minus one thirty. He's averaging thirteen point two rebounds. That's an interesting one, and actually. He, and he um, he had eighteen his last game. He had thirteen a bunch of times in a row. It's probably likely that he'll probably get around thirteen. Now, if you think about the Chiefs, are probably going to score. They're they're projected to score what twenty six twenty four or twenty six to twenty four and a half. The first half team total is like twelve and a half. Maybe? Twelve and a half. So if you I, I sort of like 
Now, the juice is on Zach Eady. It's minus 130, so it maybe takes away the fun. But the fact that, that uh, Zach Eady could probably will get you 13, I, w- I would think that would be not a bad Zach bet. Zach Eady player of the year bet is my least thought through, probably most successful bet of these last couple months. Oh, really? Because he's, he's, he's a he's lot. He's a very large man. He is unbelievably. But that, yeah. Zach Eady. My model has him about 7, 8. He's only seven, two, seven probably. four, right? I know, but so, my yeah. modeling has yeah. it bigger. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Distribution, all that kind of thing. Tottenham, stunned you're not on the Iona points versus Travis Kelsey yards. Bro. Oh, I That's didn't available. see that one. I did. Yeah. No, they have Cincinnati. I just saw they have Cincinnati Bearcats uh, plus five and a half against Travis Kelsey. And I was thinking that might be a good bet for Cincinnati because Kelsey, um, I think it's 79 and a half is his total right now. And so if you're basically saying Cincinnati to get over 74 is probably not a bad bet against South Florida. They did get 86 in the first game. All right. Well, I think Rufus, I think we've uh, talked it through. I know you have other bets, but that, I mean, that, that was what I really want to show. Like where the three of us are like, here's our favorite prop bet. You, it is, it is, it's not that language. It's a different it's computer programming. Yes. It's yeah. a, just a different complete construct of how you approach these. Um, and so but there's yeah. still thought, like, I mean, I have, oh, yeah, I mean, there's interpreting data. I mean, there's, there's yeah. a lot of, there's artistry to it as well, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. No, but it's an, it's an amazing lesson for those who are like new to sports betting who, you know, a lot of people just like this for entertainment. I think people listen to this podcast are probably a little more serious. There's like rec. What is that term that Tim Lawson uses? There's like a rec plus rec plus or Kevin yeah. Jack says aspiring sharps, aspiring sharps, Jew plus. Jew plus. That's what Todd is. Todd is Jew plus. Still the greatest ever. Don't need to be uncomfortable, Rufus. Uh, I'm just uncomfortable Um, because you guys give me too much water and now I have to pee. uh, (laughs) We're about to go. We got to run. Good luck to everybody. Super Bowl 57, whether it's the game handicap or uh, props. Thank you to uh, Rufus for being on this one. Appreciate it as always. Thanks for being on multiple times this, not only today, but this year on the Megapod. Thanks for having me. Todd Wishnev and Jeff Parlay finishing his first football season on the Megapod. Great job by Jeff Parlay. I didn't embarrass myself. Jeff uh, Parlay coming out of nowhere, down two touchdowns <laughs> to do a great job. Hey, this is John Facenda oh. and Richie Ashburn. I'm surprised he didn't go with the uh, the the old Southern gentleman, Andre Ware impersonation Andre Ware. and and the year. Johnny Vandermeer? <laughs> Johnny Vandermeer. What do you think, Andre? Well, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like an old Augusta, no, Georgia. Gil, that was probably the moment of the year on the entire podcast. Hey, I, don't, but, I don't really like your type at my country club. Uh, Gil, thank you for having me this whole my year. My man. We're, I'll, see, I'll see you again in March because uh, yes, we'll something March called – uh, the NCAA tournament, the preview. In I'll do month. March Madness with you. Will you? You know I have a lot of stuff to talk about. In uh, Oh, you'll have some pre-flop stuff to actually talk I about? I still talk about it. Okay. I have a tendency to talk about college basketball. You do have a tendency. tendency to talk. <laughs> yeah. Tendency to talk you about. You do have. You have other afflictions as well. Yeah. We'll get into those yeah. later. All right. Thank you to all. Thank you for listening all season long. Uh, again, Indian Wells Tennis Pod is next, followed by March Madness. Thanks for listening. Good luck with all these Super Bowl bets. Yeah. Super Bowl 57.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.